Hello and you're very welcome to another Women's Rugby Pod. Rachel Burfield is alongside me, Johnny Hammond. How are we doing, Burf? Sunshine in this morning, actually. Yeah, I know. For once, it wasn't a soaking, wet, freezing cold walk outside. But yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks, Johnny. How are you doing? Yeah, we're good. I'm just, just sort of drifting down from from cloud nine. I thoroughly enjoyed last week and our on our live pod. How was it for you? I mean, I think the most impressive thing in the evening, a bit of feedback, was your <laughs> your technical wheel at the end. It was the quite fancy, wasn't it? <laughs> Bring a little bit of extra excitement. Um, no, I thought it was brilliant. I mean, I was pretty much um, a guest and a fan watching you do your magic and work the audience. You know, it is so difficult on Zooms to, to really draw people in, but you did such a great job. Um, but yeah, I was absolutely buzzing on the response from it. Yeah, obviously, we we sold out with our tickets limit that we put out. Um, just a really, really good um, good week, and still buzzing on it because I think you know we want to get doing it again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you to to Alliance for for coming on board with us. But um, yeah, it was it, it was great, wasn't it? The, 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 I thought the, the guests were were fab. We do we do choose these uh, these guests. Very carefully to to try and get uh, a nice balanced opinion across, but uh, but also some some fun and enjoyment as well. Um, thank you to Matt Merritt who got in touch, said four brilliant guests. Thank you so much, Johnny and Rachel, for putting this together, and to Sarah, Rona, Lindsay, and Lisa for some brilliant insight. PHG Sports, our Canadian friend, love this. Thanks to everyone involved. We need more of this. Andrew Dixon, thank you so much. Absolutely loved it. Such inspirational guest katie smith bachelor she got in touch absolutely loved it what a lineup thank you so much everybody claire brother a good friend of the pod thank you johnny and birth and all the international guests that love this pod a big up to all our listeners in dublin actually looking at the te- uh, the ticket sales analytics dublin was our highest uh, highest city in terms of ticket uh, sales sales being the uh, inverted commas because of course it was free but no, it was um, it was a good fun night and let's do it again soon absolutely and um yeah i think you know that probably with having lindsay pete on and how she spoke and how she inspired all of us um was amazing so that's awesome that lots of you know hopefully young girls and boys were listening from dublin and inspired to because of her could couldn't agree more and actually i've, I've had a few conversations when when we've had her on and this will just make people love her and be more inspired by her. She's so, so humble. So, so grateful for, for coming on the pod and what have you. And I just, yes, just very thankful, really down to earth. Yeah, she's um, she's a very, very inspirational lady. But um, there's plenty of them in women's rugby. Um, tell you what was inspirational this weekend, Berth. Was the Exeter Chiefs win over the double champions look at your big smile on your face over zoom no it was i you know genuinely 20 minutes in we had a little whatsapp group going on chatting about it and i was like i can't see sarah's winning this literally right from the off i couldn't see him winning it it was a very very dominant performance wasn't it the uh the tactics were absolutely bang on and therefore the chiefs came away with that 22 points to 14 win over saracens enough of our musings about the victory let's uh let's get the opinions of the assistant exit chiefs coach 
the uh, first Red Roses to win 100 caps for her country. I caught up with Amy Garnett earlier on today. Amy, thank you so much for joining us on the uh, WRP. We just had to get some reaction uh, off the, the back of the weekend. But also, um, we, we've got a little list of people that we're, we're fascinated on, on having on the pod. And uh, you've been there almost since day one. So absolutely delighted you can join us. Unfortunately, yeah, Berf is, is doing her thing. So it's just boring old me, I'm afraid. How are you, everybody, safe and well in these unsettling times we, we find ourselves in? Um, yeah, like I said, you, oh, well, I alluded to in my text, as you well know, with homeschooling and working and a different combination. And, and my daughter broke her arm today, this morning. So uh, <laughs> You are joking. No, no. So that we've had a, a very eventful day today. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious me. Well, even more so. Thank you very much for, for coming on and squeezing us in. Homeschooling now with a broken arm as well. That's just ramped up the uh, the difficult levels even more, isn't it? <laughs> She's even more needy than she was before now. <laughs> How many of your the three kids, is it? Yeah, two boys and a girl. Lovely. And uh, I, I'm finding that I'm going to get no awards for being the best teacher of the year by any stretch of the imagination. How about you? No, uh, uh, I say luckily that my other half, he's a primary school teacher. <laughs> but then, unfortunately, he's at work. So <laughs> so it's... Um, <laughs> It's like, come on. Oh, no. But he's giving you a few <laughs> tips, is he? Yeah. Well, he comes home and I, I said, oh, yeah, no, I've checked it all. And he's like, and then he's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm finding one of the worst things is is, is the motivation, possibly not even, even for them, but for, for me to actually get involved and, and do it with them. Are you, are you finding the, the same yourself? Yeah, it's uh, some days, isn't it? It's all like we're all bashing our head against a brick wall and it's like, no one, everyone's a bit like... Phew. Oh come on, really! Groundhog uh, yeah. Day. Yes. Well, if you're you're struggling to with, with a bit of the motivation at homeschooling, there certainly wasn't uh, a lack of motivation at the weekend. I'd like to just touch on 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 the game of the weekend because it was an absolutely fantastic result, um, and from sort of both sides, possibly saw it coming. You guys have been building incredibly well. Um, Saracens have been. Getting you know, snatching victory from the jaws of defeat for a couple of games so far this season. So it was kind of a perfect little storm. But just your assessment, Amy, of a, of a wonderful victory. Yeah, we've been, you know, we've been prepping really well, and like the team have come together really well. And I think like each week we're just getting better and better, um, and we're starting to see the things we're doing in training are coming onto the field a bit more. And I think getting that repetition and that clarity with everyone within their roles and um, it's just coming into fruition. And I think it's just that people are loving being a part of Chiefs. You know, we've got so much support here from from the men and everyone else and from like, Susie and the staff and everyone are doing such a cracking job that it's obviously paying off on the field as well. Yeah, I want to talk about the kind of the wider aspect of, of, of being the Chiefs and the, and the startup and what have you. And yes, I mean, it's... Um... It's it, it's in the it's in the water down in the, in the down at Exeter, isn't it? To to create really really good rugby stories, uh, the men have certainly on an amazing journey themselves, and it seems like you're sort of following suit. But um, just just back 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 to the Saracens win. I've seen bits and pieces of it. We know how physical you are. We know that there's a a real team ethos building um, every second that you're on the park. But tactically, you're right on the money uh, as well. Um, was that fair, fair to say on both counts? 
Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, like obviously Susie leads the attack. I generally lead the defence. Um, we've obviously done a lot of analysis and we'd highlighted a couple of aspects that we really wanted to look at. And um, we really worked hard on those and then worked really hard on that. I know it's a bit that culture and playing for each other. Um, I think when you want to play for each other, you know, that's when things really start to happen, isn't it? You know, when everyone's got each other's back. But it is. I mean, it, it's a, it's a sizable victory. Um, they've not, not, not lost many games at all in the last two, three seasons. Um, did you allow yourselves to, to, to enjoy the, the victory afterwards? Perhaps have a glass of, of squash socially distanced in the change room afterwards? We had some chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Roger Craig, our chefs, uh, uh, who are, are awesome here, always um, look after us. So we had some. So we had some nice scram. Um, I think a couple of a couple of the girls had a couple of uh, like had a beer. But as we know in these moments, it's very much of a. We're like, yeah, awesome, and then off we go. <laughs> because this weekend, you're you're up against the sort of the. The bridesmaids, uh, as they've been for the last few years, Harlequins. How are you? Uh, how are you approaching that one? We've done our we've done our review, um, a review, and everything on Saracens. We've kind of like put that to bed, and now we've obviously looked at Quins and the sure the same they're doing with us and different holes or opportunities that we've got that we can you know where they're strong, where there's possibly holes that we can exploit, um, and looking at different tactics to take into the game. And a couple of things that we've looked to work on from the game on the weekend. Go on then, nobody's listening, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. I think it's... That, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's, it's going to be no shock. You know, we, we play a quite a, a similar style of rugby, I think, or looking to play a similar way. Um, and obviously, we've got to bring that physicality. You know, first things first, we've got to match that physicality you know they've got a big forward pack they're really strong across their back line um we've got to make sure we're connected in our defense and go up together as a black wall um first things first and then break them down and then find those holes in attack yeah absolutely um just to, to talking about that 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 defense and you said you're kind of lead that and, and Susie leading leading the attack i mean i, I commentate on you uh, a reasonable amount of times during your career. And I think I did a, a an all-time 15 with um, chap you'll know very well, a certain uh, street Gary. Um, and, and you were his hooker in his all-time 15. And he said he didn't know a more competitive person. Uh, that's all very well, you being competitive. But how do you get your players to be as competitive as they quite clearly are being? Yeah, no, I, I will admit it's very different shoes to put on in the, as, as a coach. And I don't coach like I play as I used to play. Um, I'm I'm quite, quite actually quite quiet. I think they've got so much. They're so professional nowadays. They you know they want to be the best that they can be. Um, I do a lot of work with um, Rob Hunter, who's he- helping me here, and we sit down and look at different things together. Um, and I think different people run different sessions, so they get it's not just my voice or Susie's voice. They get other things too, and I think they just. A lot of it comes from internally from themselves. Okay. Um, so, you, how, how did you? How did the the, the extra job come about? Because I'm right in thinking, and perhaps I, I've missed something, and please correct me if I if I'm wrong. 
but not certainly not high profile coaching jobs before you took that one how did it come about um my last uh, my last season at Sarries, i was like um a player coaching yeah um but that's very different when you're player coaching it's it's yeah. a, a different and, you know, um and then i obviously uh, had uh, uh, three young children um, and kind so of um i was a police officer still at the time so working full time as a police officer uh, and then um, my other half was a police officer as well. We jacked it in and we um, decided to move to the delights of Cornwall, which we'd been speaking about even before we had a family. And then we'd been down there about a year and then the chief's job came up and I was like, oh, hang on. Um, I've always been interested in coaching. It's always something I've wanted to do. I've been really inspired by three particular coaches of, of, of my favourite of Jeff Richards, Giselle Mathers and Alex Alsterbury, which are, are three coaches that have coached me that have almost like inspired me to then try and do the same. And like everyone says, rugby gives you so much, doesn't it? It's it, And I wanted to try and give a bit back. And so it was almost, I felt like it was a bit like fate. I've moved down to the southwest and this came about. And I was like, I knew I wasn't ready for the for that job. Because I hadn't got any, had the experience, yeah. but I went for the interview anyway. And Rob yeah. Baxter hopefully saw something that he liked, um, and so created yeah. a position for me and said, you know, will you come in and support Susie? And I was like, yeah, of course, I'd love to. Brilliant. And what what Susie like as a as a grand fromage? Is that is that her in the background shouting away? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Thought I recognised the voice. Yep. Apologies, listeners. No, carry on. What was she like then? Because she can't hear because she's shouting on the phone. <laughs> um, I think she really drives the standards. She, she. Um, I think as we both, when we both used to play, uh, expects the best from people and expects them to bring the best and then also wants to achieve the best. So um, I think it drives for that elite um, and really pushes everyone around her. You, you mentioned three coaches there, Alex Alsabry, Giselle Mather, Jeff Richards. What particular parts did you experience with them that you've tried to develop and evolve yourself in your now coaching career? Yes, because they're all very, very different yeah. coaches. Yeah, very, Extremely yeah. different. <laughs> um, Jeff, I think, um, not that I'd probably like to admit it, um, was very good at knowing what, what makes you tick, what makes you work. Um, even though you might not have appreciated it at the time, he always had your best intentions. So I think I like the idea of, you know, the psychology of kind of what, you know, how it works for different people, how people are pushed in different ways, Um, that he was very honest. He never beat you around the bush. He was like, would say it to you how it is. And that's how, you know, so you didn't get any fluffy stuff. Um, Giselle, again, very much on that, traits just that approachability you know um brought out the the ability for you to just to try things and not be scared to try things um and just have a go and show your flair and then alex when i was at, uh, at sarries when he coached me he was just he's just infectious he's just he's always always smiling he's he's bright you can't help get swept along with his coaching he's just so enthusiastic and like and and so I wanted to bring the combination of different things into that and then but also you've got to be very true to yourself to how you know that you're going to be 
and then just snatch different ideas from different people. So, sort of what we uh, eight months, seven, eight, seven, eight months into into it. No doubt you analyse yourself as well. How, how's Amy Garnett rating Amy Garnett out of 10 so far in your coaching role? <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I still reckon I'm about a four or a five, but it's a hell of a lot better than it was. Right, <laughs> oh, okay. Damn right better than it was. Um, yeah, I was uh, scared when I first started, <laughs> uh, to be honest. Which, um, but I think, I'm try- I think else, it's like anything, isn't it? Um, the more you do it, the better you get at it and the more confident you get and um, you find you're not scared to try different things. And I think the more you get to know players and players get to know you, you can kind of feedback off each other. Yeah. I still, you're never going to please everyone all the time. I don't think, I think that's a, cause you just got so many different personalities within rugby. Um, and then you've got to take on a bit of what, you know, worked for you when you were a player and try and think, Oh, well, that was really good. How can I instill that? But, it's a, I've, there's a massive learning curve uh, and I'm still way down on the bottom of the curve at the moment, but it's going upwards. So Great stuff. Well, no, there's, there's real energy and, and real enthusiasm in, in your tone talking about it. So, um, yeah, I'm sure that that's, that's coming across. Um, let's just widen it out. As I said, we, we, we might just do just looking ahead. You, you've spoken about that, 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 world, that word culture. And I know it's a, it's a buzzword sort of, sort of <laughs> yeah, chuck, chucked around, but it, yeah, it, it, it is true, isn't it? Um, you know, if you're willing to, to play for each other, then you're, you're going to go that extra mile in, in the really, really dark moments in such a, a physical sport. Where, where's that coming from, Amy? Is it lots of different directions? I'm getting a sense, knowing Exeter as I, I, as I do, and I, and I know the, 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 the two Robs and what they've created. Is it sort of grabbing onto the, the coattails of that at the moment and then there's a space for you at the club to to grow with, with within that extra culture? Um, I think, I think um, obviously, Susie and I have been very lucky to play in some very great teams um, and have, have played in exactly that culture environment that we want to build and instill here. I know in my interview I said, you know, I was at Saris for 18 years. That's all I can... That's my only ever club. So I can only ever still... Um, and I know it's like you say that culture is a bit of a buzzword, and it's supposed it's a bit it's hard to quantify when you say culture and stuff like that. But I just wanted it to be like a family. You know, people came here and they didn't want to leave, sort of thing. And you know, they everyone looks out for each other, not just on the field but off the field, and everyone's looking out for each other, sort of thing. And I know that's how I felt when I was at Sarries, um, within the staff. And as a, you know, amongst the whole squad, you know, with the youngsters coming through to the people who were really experienced across the whole squad. Um, and that's what we wanted to do here. But a lot of it, we've let the players lead. Obviously, they're the key driving force in this. And this is what we wanted to do. We wanted them to really take ownership of it. And I think if you give them that almost accountability for their actions on and off the field, and they can check each other if you know they're like, hang on, that's not what we we want here. We can anything we can nip in the bud, and then everything that else that's working really well, we can go forward with. Sorry, I, I think I yeah, my 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 question wasn't in the fact that you're, all you're doing is copying the the men, not in in any way, shape, or form. To sort of was that what I was trying to sort of get across? But I, but I guess 
extra uh, Rob back to of chosen people that are going to fit fit in that. And actually, what you said is kind of within that you know the same mould as uh, as the chaps within the players. Then Amy, who 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 is driving those standards? Who 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 are who are driving that 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 culture? What within Chiefs itself? The whole Chiefs. Yeah, oh, yeah, Chiefs women. Chiefettes. Um, um We have obviously uh, we have a leadership team that um, helps drive it, drive it through. Who, of which that? we have yeah. some of the senior players. Obviously, have a cap, our captain, uh, Linda, um, Garnet, Kate Zachary, um, Pat, Patricia, and diff- and then uh, Abby Middlebrook, one of our younger players. So we've kind of got a and a and Gabby, our centre. So we've got a bit of something from. Everywhere, we've got one of the youngsters, someone of the newbies. I know everyone's new in a way, but uh, <laughs> and some and the local girl. So nice, yeah, building around that the, the local. Amy, just just my f- final question to you, um, if we may, is just how how exciting is it? Because we were talking that in the summer, even on this pod, yeah, we hadn't heard a great deal. We didn't know where that was sort of just boots on the ground in terms of getting that that information across. But we spoke to Susie, and she's like, "Oh, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to come in and COVID, and you know, and and, and, and now you're sort of several months on. We, we've been seeing the performances grow and grow and grow, and some really really impressive stuff. And then you go and beat the the, the double champions. Just how exciting is it to be in amongst that? Oh, it's just, it's amazing. And I genuinely think we, and obviously I'm going to be a bit biased, we've got the best setup that I, I know that I've ever seen within the women's game. How um, inclusive, actually, I know people say they're inclusive with the men, but how much we do have a, it's not just lip service. They're not playing lip service to it. They're, they're actually doing it. They're actually doing what they said they were going to do. Um, obviously, in my interview, I, I, I questioned, you know, it, really? Because I was a bit like, you actually mean that? You know, all our pictures are up in Sandy Park. They've got all the boys, you know, up the steps. All our pictures are up the steps. It's amazing. Um, Tony Rowe was obviously at the game watching. The, they all come and watch whenever they can. They're always watching. They're always putting, clip, you know, comments on our clips, on Huddle. You know, so everyone's feeding in with each other. Um, and I think that's why... Both myself and Susie came to the club because we just we were like a bit blown away that you know their top where they wanted to go where they saw Chiefs going and what how they wanted to where to be as a club in the south you know that leading force within rugby around the world to be the best rugby club in the world. Nice. And last last question. Then. What what's achievable this season? Going to get semi final spot? Yes. Boom. There you are. There you are. Safe of the horse's mouth. Yep. Confident. There was no pause there whatsoever. Amy, thank you so much. With, with the day you've had, we wish, look, wish your daughter all the very best with her her recovery. Um, extraordinary. Uh, kids will be kids. Yeah, indeed. Good luck with it, with the homeschooling. Um, safe journey back home. Bye, guys. Um, thank you very, very much for um, for coming on and all the very, very best of the weekend against births. I put you down for a win. Um, uh, but no, thanks so much for joining us. Real pleasure. Yeah, lovely. Thank you for having me, Johnny. Take care. I'm Shani Williams, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Really enjoyed my chat with uh, with Amy there. A, a noisy chat. Apologies uh, for that. She's right in the in the middle of it, in the uh, in the coaching group there, being 
a coach like she was a player, right in the thick of it. But it was, it's a really, really good result. And it wasn't done through just tactics, just heart and desire, but a sort of a combination of both. And from both sides, Berth, you've kind of seen it coming. Sarah, they've had some really late comebacks. And Exeter really, really been building through this season. I know Saracens haven't played for, for many weeks. And a couple of players, maybe a little bit sort of match match rusty, uh, coming back into the fold after some, some time off. But that's certainly a, a result to make the entire league stand up. And yeah, look, and we've been talking about Exeter on the rise and, and their ever-improving performances. It's something that Saracens have always said throughout the season and and even into last season, you know, that they do tend to start quite poorly. And that's what they did against Exeter. And the thing was, is that they couldn't claw it back. And Exeter didn't dip in performance. I mean, considering the conditions, they played really, really well. Like, you know, minimal errors, lots of pressure. The, just the intent that they played with, how direct and hard they were running, and it was just getting Saracens on the back foot, and they just could never recover. And I think, you know, there was a lot of errors from Saracens that you do not normally see from them, especially when they get into, you know, the opposition's 22. You know, that's normally try time for them, you know, pick and goes, driving line outs. That is where they come alive, and that is where they're really, really strong. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that, you could tell that, the energy and the belief in the Exeter's chief side that any opportunity, that any time they turned that ball over in those critical areas, it was like another boost, like they had another player join their team and it, it just grew throughout the game. And, you know, Saracens will look at that performance as quite ugly from their point of view. And um, they never really, they never really showed what they could do. They were quite fragmented in defence. They could never get their, um, you know, their line speed or their, their connections quite right. And you just didn't really see much of them in attack. A lot of like errors that you just don't normally see from them. So, but what it has done, it's highlighted that you know they can be beaten. Um, and fair play to them. You know, Sarri's on that thirty-three win streak, and and Exeter managed to to knock them off. And I think it's great. You know, aside from the actual result, you know what Exeter Chiefs are doing in terms of investing in their women's program. This just, again, highlights to that programme, to the board, to everybody that's involved, right, this is worth, this has been worth investing in and let's continue and keep driving it. And, you know, Susie's had great ambitions right from the start um, with the team. So, yeah, I, you know, obviously we're playing them this weekend. So hopefully, you know, that was, the yeah, we've got them on the road as well. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, this is what we want from the league. We want to see this. Um, these types of upsets, these types of close games. Um, and it's it's brilliant for the Aliens Premier 15. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And actually, do you remember we were talking beginning of the season, there wasn't much coming out of Exeter, whether that was just sort of the lack of, of sort of um, boots on the ground in terms of getting the, getting the sort of media and, and the news out there. But we were wondering where they were going to get their squad from. It was getting really late in the day. But it just proves, you know, you you you, you build a, a a team ethos, and there's you know some Americans in there with some some great heart. Obviously, really really keen to to play and play for the jersey. And yeah, fair play to Exeter. Watch out, Harlequins. Let's continue while we're talking about the Alliance Premier Fifteens, the Gloucester Harpy DMP game, uh, which was a a postponed game. It's been postponed again. 
unfortunately. And just confirmation of that uh, 22 points to 14 victory. Exeter over Saracens. What are your chums from uh, from Harlequins? Is is yo-yoing back, back and forth again? Yeah, Christine Storm has made the decision to uh, withdraw from playing in the Allianz and, and head back home um, to get underway and get into the camps with the USA girls in preparation for the World Cup. So we wish her all the best. Um, it was a short stay. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, she might come back again one day. Who knows? Right, round 11 then, young birth. Wasps Worcester. Ooh, um, wasps. I think it'll be tighter than we think, though. Agreed. Sail across to Harbury, which is the live stream game on the RFU website, YouTube Ooh. channels, and Facebook. I feel like this is quite an evenly matched up team. Um, oh. I'm going to tip Sail. I'm going to say Sail's going to take it. Come on, Katie. Oh, I don't like it when we agree. Uh, Loughborough, <laughs> Bristol. Loughborough. Exeter Quins. Back in Harlequins, of course I am. Home win. We're going to have a big day at the office. It's going to be hard, but um, I believe we've got the ability to do it. Home win. Uh, DMP Saracens. Oh, poor DMP. Um, just on the back of whenever you lose a game like that, you want to put a lot of things right the following week. So, um, given track record, definitely Saracens. Also, some pretty big news coming out of Bristol. Birth, your your old teammate and uh, good friend Kim Oliver uh, and Bristol have have parted ways. Your reaction to that? Um, well, I was quite surprised to be honest. I think I know you, that you can look at results and you know look at and then immediately remove somebody to try and change that I get that side of things but um but yeah no I didn't expect it I think you know somebody like Kim who's given her heart and soul to Bristol as a club as a player as a leader um as a coach and you know she was thrown into that role really um and you know with having support over the years you know everybody in the Allianz Premier 15 what was the Tyrrells you know has been developing and finding their way and you know most teams have been up and down in terms of results other than probably Saracens and Harlequins and so I just really disappointed that you know she's such a she's got such great insight into the game you know she's played it internationally domestically she's coached overseas she's coached high level here she's um, been part of the high performance coaching program with World Rugby and it's just such a shame that there wasn't a way to, to continue to keep her involved. But, you know, as I mentioned, when the release came out, I'm sure, you know, she'll get snapped up somewhere. Um, you know, there's a few couple of decent jobs going at the moment and um, I'm sure she'll be putting her hat in the in the ring for it. I, I just wonder, and yeah, have, having seen her interact with the, with, with the team, what have you, clearly she's an exceptional coach. Um People say, oh, well, yeah, well, why isn't she getting the results then? You, you, no idea. There's a myriad of, of reasons as to why. I just wonder, Berth, whether she is, and I, I go back to, to a male coach at, at Bristol. Andy Robinson was an exceptional assistant coach. World Cup winner, Lions, all the rest of it. Put him in number one, and, well, especially at Bristol, Edinburgh, Scotland. Yeah, he, he, he just couldn't do that role for whatever reason. I just wonder whether Kim is... 
a really good head coach, but possibly not a director of rugby, perhaps just for her to concentrate on the whistle and the tracksuit rather than all that kind of office and paperwork stuff. I just wonder whether that is the way for her to go and, and therefore could have Bristol done something different with the, with the situation. Yeah, maybe you're right. I think, you know, she really thrives. Like when I've spoken to her, she really thrives on the hands-on coaching and being on grass and implementing stuff to support young, like not young players, but all players, you know, it's kind of the one-to-one work that she does. She thrives on all of that. So, you know, maybe that is where her niche is. And I think, you know, this will give her an opportunity to at least reflect on that and, you know, discover a different role, maybe somewhere else where that's what, you know, where, what's suited to her and what she'll enjoy more. Yeah, and we uh, absolutely, both of us, I think, um, massively, massively hope that she, she stays in the game. I think it's essential that she she does. You've got a huge amount to, to give. It's just not just not worked out this. But, uh, of course, everyone at the WRP wishes Kim Oliver all the very, very best and hopefully see you back in the game in the not-too-distant future. A few other stories knocking around birth moving across the irish sea to the land of lindsay pete lindsay all sport pete being decided by the union committee that the 2020 2021 and all island leagues will not proceed due to the ongoing covid situation not unexpected but yeah really really sad news and you do wonder whether you do wonder where the Irish players are, are going to get some game time. It's all very well training, but it doesn't uh, it, it doesn't uh, match up to actually playing competitive games, does it? No, not at all. I think you know, sports science and international um, coaches, SSEs are very much you know advanced in how they can try and replicate as close as possible in training. You know, monitoring meters and how high your work rate is and for how long. And But at the end of the day, you know, even if you run out against each other, it's still not the same as, you know, a full live fixture that has consequences to the results and makes a huge difference. So, yeah, it's, it's really disappointing. And I'm sure everybody that plays in the league will be gutted that it's not going ahead. Staying in Ireland, the Rugby Writers of Ireland had their awards night. Bavin Parsons. Yeah. Guess how I asked for the pronunciation. <laughs> Lindsay Pete. She gave me the pronunciation. It means white lady, Bavin. Yeah. So there's a bit of Irish uh, history for you as well. She said something else about Irish history, but I sort of switched off by then. Anyway, Bavin Parsons was Player of the Year and Fiona Coughlin was inducted into their Hall of Fame. Yeah, Parsons with a very, very bright future, you feel, and, and Fiona Coughlin, um, what a fab fab leader and um, smashing human being as well. Looking slightly wider out, the schedule for the World Cup has been announced, Berth. Those headlines... New Zealand against Australia on the opening day at Eden Park. What a way to start the tournament. That's just fabulous. Yeah, it's awesome. Fiji making their World Cup debut against England. The Red Roses' final game of the pool stages is that one against France. Wales playing New Zealand in their second pool match and Australia in their third. Uh, and that other derby, that North American derby, USA against Canada, falls in the second round of games as well. So just a reminder of the pool games... 
18th, 23rd and 28th of September. Some other tragic news to, to report to you as well uh, from Worcester Warriors. Their Centre of Excellence player Jessica Pardo-Alvarez has sadly lost her battle with cancer. Our thoughts, of course, go out to Jess's family, her friends and everyone at the Worcester Warriors family. The club have said they will continue to honour Jess by wearing blue laces and fundraising in her memory. And also to report, the uh, Springboks women's strength and conditioning coach, sadly, Sebeko, has sadly passed away as well. All our thoughts to everyone in that squad. I'm Vicky Fleetwood and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. So, Berth, let's... Uh... About it for another another week. You're back on the park. That's exciting. Against a fired up Exeter team. Bumps and bruises. Uh, yeah, I, I'm hopefully getting a call with the head of the Six Nations, Women's Six Nations, on Thursday. Amazing. That'd be awesome. Hope, 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 hope. Conversation with them. Um, it, that would be awesome. We are here and the fixtures are out. You've heard today being Tuesday. I've heard by the end of the week. And I'm also hearing rumbles, rumblings about a broadcast partner, um, certainly here in England. So, yes, we wait this space. We'll see if we can get Ivan Sabranka on the pod as well. I just wanted to give a shout out, as we did on the live, to William, who plays with Chobham RFC, not too too far from here, played Chopper many times as a Weybridge Vandals man. Um, he's running one mile every day in lockdown three for brain tumour research after his dad was diagnosed with the rare form of the disease back in December. Big up to you, William. Look through our socials. We've got the links on there. We'll try and put them out again today. But help wherever you can. That's 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 fabulous from William, especially some of the weather we've been having doing a mile through your garden at the moment. It's, uh, yeah, particularly nasty. If people haven't, and by now, Berth, being episode 478, um, <laughs> they should have rated us and subscribed already, shouldn't they? They, 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 they? they should share. What are all the social details they need, Berth? Yeah, well, we are on all platforms to, to get your latest podcast. But please, please do subscribe. It does make such a difference for us. And also give us comments. Let us know what you want to know, hear about, who you might want on the pod. We love getting your feedback and um, trying to action it. So please get in touch. But our Twitter handle and our Instagram handles are at Pod Women's Rugby. Yeah, feel free to slide into our DMs, get in touch, share it. Um, again, we are around the world, so keep going, keep getting the message out there. And we're going to start to, to, to plan another live pod. Absolutely, we've had a couple of people get in contact and say they they, they want to get involved with, with, with some sort of partnership with doing that, so that's that's brilliant news. Who would you like to hear from? Who yeah. are the guests you'd like to hear from? Get in touch, let us know. Big, big thank you to Rugby Nut as ever. Massive thank you to Amy Garnett. All the best to all the teams playing this weekend. Uh, may rugby be the winner. Until next time.